two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 535 in Green Day with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, if you're going to be listening to today's show on the podcast, you should know it's broadcast uh, brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. It's going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 64. Tonight, clear, low of 43. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, but high of 70. 34 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, pretty good chance we may get around to Am I the A-Hole plus the keyword to cash. We'll announce the next word after 8 o'clock. Your chance to win $1,000 right here on Rock 102. Bax and Nagel on Rock, Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 64 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 70. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Alrighty, and uh, a wax figure of The Rock in Paris is catching flack for how pale they made him. Well, it caught his attention, and now he's having his team reach out to fix it. How pale was he? Was he coming down with something? You know what? I would have looked at him and I would have said, that's the rock. I wouldn't have said, uh, oh yeah, his skin tone is too light. Well, not every wax figure looks exactly like the person it's trying to... Uh, can you ever go to like Madame Tussauds? Yeah, uh, you know, surprisingly, I've never been to one of those. You should go. Yeah. Because not all of them are perfect. Right. They look a little stiff. Well, they're wax figures. It's not like they're real people. Oh, really? You can't always get the real effect. Uh, Some people are saying uh, it looks like Mr. Clean or Vin Diesel. Uh, Now, that's the insult right there. He says, uh, Rock says, for the record, I'm going to have my team reach out to our friends at the Grevin Museum in Paris, France. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. So we can uh, work it. Updating my wax figure here with some important details and improvements, starting with my skin color. And next time I'm in Paris, I'll stop in and have a drink with myself. All right, now you're just being weird. Yeah, now he's being a little uptight. That that is got to got to be kind of weird. To see yourself in wax? Well, I mean, like you and I got our names on the side of a van. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. You know, that's kind of weird looking at it like that. But then, uh, could you imagine wax figures of us? I can see us being encased in carbon, very yeah. much Han Solo-like, long before I see us encased in wax. Well, if we were, I'd put the wick right down the middle. How could you tell the difference? Well, it could, it could be it could be you lighting it. You know ah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. in that right. uh, thing. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be kind of yeah, lighting you lighting the wick. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to <laughs> see that? Lots of people, I think, would try to avoid it. Uh, Freddy Krueger's sweater in A Nightmare on Elm Street is not red and green because of Christmas. Just wanted you to know that. It wasn't a random choice either. Director Wes Craven chose that color combination because of science. Science. Yeah, he read in a scientific article that the combo is the most difficult for the human eye to see, so he figured he would even make Freddy's clothes uncomfortable to watch. Not to get too sciencey on you, but the uh, combinations of red and green and yellow with blue are considered forbidden colors. 
Basically, they cancel each other out in the eye, making them impossible to see at the same time. Well, see, the more you know about how horror movies are made. That's true? I guess I've never so. never heard that before. I never heard that before either. But you know what? It's from the internet, Vax. It must be true. Yeah, I'm still not buying it. Are you uh, going to... If you put all three of those colors in front of me, I could probably distinguish between the three of them. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have to have a little eye color test. Yes, on the radio. Yes. So everyone can tell whether I'm right or wrong. Well, we'll figure out something. Maybe we'll make a TikTok video. Ah, please. And we'll eat space ice cream while we're doing it. <laughs> Who's your favorite social media star? If you're over 25, do you even have one? Uh, no. Variety got to the heart of the matter by polling Gen Z, people who are roughly 11 to 26 years old. The social media player, I don't even know who these people are. Uh, Alex Earl. Nope. Mr. Beast. I've heard of Mr. Beast before. Okay. Taylor Swift. I wouldn't necessarily consider her a social media player, but, well, I guess maybe whatever. Drake. I hate the Drake. I hate the Drake. Sam Sulik. Kai Sinat. I'm pronouncing uh, There's probably some kid in the car listening going, Oh, you're saying it wrong. The hell, Dad? Why do you listen to this old man stuff on the radio? This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, Andrew Tate. I know him. I've seen him before. David Goggins. I don't even know who that is. No idea. And Selena Gomez. I know who she is. Yeah. We are very... Somebody told us last week we are out of touch. Who told us that? Some listener, because he thought... Because I don't even know what we were talking about, but he said, "We're, we're out of touch. Well, you're out of time. No, I'm not really out of time. I got like another minute. No, I was doing a little, uh, a little Hall and Oates oh. thing because I'm so out of touch. Oh, I see what yeah. you do. Oh, okay. you're out of touch. See, yeah, I'm out of time. See, that's that's your generation. I didn't p- connect those two references Hall and Oates. together. Hall and Oates is completely generational free. <laughs> Are you sure about they that? They cross all generations. I don't see uh, young kids uh, going to a Hall and Oates concert at a movie theater. I don't know. Watch out, boy. He'll chew you up. Uh, over the weekend, Robert Plant performed Stairway to Heaven in public for the first time in 16 years. Did he remember the words? No, he called it the chair, the chairlift to heaven, because that's what he needs to get up the stairs. He's like one of those commercials with the old... <laughs> oh, I forgot my Metamucil. <laughs> It happened at a benefit for the Cancer Awareness Trust, which was organized by Andy Taylor and Duran Duran. He himself is fighting stage four colon cancer. I had no idea he was. Robert Plant. Robert Plant is? Yeah. I had no idea. That's not good. No. Uh, It's pretty awesome to watch, although Plant didn't let loose at the end of the song. They brought things down considerably so he could just sing instead of screaming. After it was over, he dedicated the song to Taylor, the Cancer Awareness Trust, and uh, Led Zeppelin, quote, wherever they are. Supposedly, the last time Plant did Stairway was when Red- Led Zeppelin reunited in 2007 at a tribute for Atlantic Records uh, Atlantic Records founder Amut. Amut Erdogan. Ah, whatever. There you go. Yeah, it's not Amut. It's what? Amut. I, I, I just listen to the music. I don't really get involved. I know you don't. <laughs> I used to do that show, Get the Lead Out. I should probably know that, huh? Yeah. Maybe. Did you ever have to mention his name once? If you had the choice, would you take $500,000 or lunch with Jay-Z? Is he paying? No, Jay says take the money because anything you could learn from him, you can learn by listening to his music. 
Oh, All right. oh uh, is that how it is? As I've listened to your music, I've learned nothing. Yeah, my music is great. It has all kinds of lessons in it. Uh, Julia Fox claims that Kim Kardashian uh, bashed her to Kanye West. This is the chick that Kanye's seeing now. Really? Yeah. Well, she must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I bashed anything was when Ray J smashed the gash with his pee bobber in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had her jam out with the clam out. <laughs> Give her a little sandy pelican. You should see the little rake. Yes. Uh, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we had brunch with a jock meat sandwich and some soggy waffles. Did you ever have a jock meat sandwich? No, I've, uh, but I have had soggy waffles. Depending on what part of the country you're in, it's not spelled with a J. <laughs> And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Hiya! Correct answer is three. I should also point out the ease in which a drunken hockey fan can access the internet over two periods of binge drinking. What with the new system doesn't tell you is the stuff you really want to know about, about like fist speed and how many punches were actually landed during a hockey fight, or how many hockey sticks were broken over an opposing player's head, knees, or shins. Give me that information, and now we're talking business. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm looking at the Ego battery-powered leaf blower, just $2.99 at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. You can find it on the Rocky's website or look in the Rocky's app or pick up the flyer at the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614 and Foreigner. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 64. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 70. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. A, uh, an exciting round of Am I the A-Hole is uh, coming up later on today. And we'll also give you the keyword to cash after 8 o'clock. I'm excited about it. Are sure you? you? Oh, of course I am. Uh, where is that? You just sent me this thing here. Yeah, uh, you're a fan of the uh, of the devil's lettuce, right? The, the devil's lettuce, yes, I am. You like uh, you like smoking it up, a big fatty, big uh, more of a like a take it by mouth. You like uh, to get blunted, my brother? No, nah, I'm not really like a blunt guy. Really? Yeah, I'm more I find like you'd be a, very blunt, like a gummy guy. More ah, like a gummy guy. Yeah. You like uh, you like the edibles, huh? I do. This is a story that came out yesterday out of Forbes. I thumb through Forbes all the time. Yeah. Bank of America, the NRA, and MasterCard are uh, lobbying Congress on uh, finally easing up the restrictions on banking for the marijuana industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you know, if you if you run a dispensary, you, yeah. you can't take all of that those big wads of cash to the bank. Well, here's the way it kind of works. I mean, some places have must have a different agreement with some bank because. Some places now are like, cash only. You can only do cash here. Right. Which, ironically, is running more like a like a criminal, uh, you know, like a crime ring more than it is, uh, you know, a, a, right. a business. Um, but it's because you can't, because the banks don't recognize. The banks aren't allowed to recognize this as a legal industry. Marijuana is still classified as an illegal drug, as an illegal substance. So because that's that way, you can't really have the federal banks get involved and say, oh, we're going to take money from an illegal business. Yeah. That's how they do it. But I don't even know how they get around that in the state. Well, I'm, I'm sure there are ways of depositing cash without having to tell anybody why you're depositing cash. Right. 
but you can't get like a like a business account at a bank. You can't do it like you you just like bring a bunch of checks and a bunch of uh, credit card receipts and then have it go right to a bank. You right. can't do that because you know banks are are federally regulated, right. just like say the broadcasting industry is federally regulated, and we can't accept uh, you know like advertising dollars from, from dispensaries. dispensaries. Right. In fact, we can't even talk about specific dispensaries. No, we can't we can even talk, talk about, about comedy shows being run at different uh, dispensaries. I never heard of one being run at a, com- at a at a dispensary before. Well, when I say comedy show, I'm talking very loosely. Oh, well. Poorly promoted comedy shows. Whatever it may yeah, be. Anyway, yeah, you got yeah, restrictions yeah. that prevent yeah. you from doing it. You know, I I saw this story uh, yesterday afternoon and I'm thinking, all right, you know what? Uh, marijuana has been legal in Massachusetts for a pretty damn good long time. And there's a lot of money being spent on that product. And uh, people are enjoying the hell out of it. You know, it's putting people to sleep, making people hungry. You know, it's me. It's doing all, it's got all kinds of medical benefits. Plus, you just want to relax and chill. What better way is there than taking a fistful of gummies and eating them like they're uh, like a Whitman sampler? Well, when did you become Tommy Chong all of a sudden? I'm not really yeah. Tommy Chong. No, I'm not a, it doesn't really affect me all that much. Right. I mean, it does a little bit, but it's like not enough just to justify, you know, going to an ATM, bringing a bunch of cash to a dispensary and yeah. say, okay, set me up in this and load up this wheelbarrow so I can uh, go home with a whole big pile of weed. That's never going to happen. No, because but, you can only get one ounce uh, from the dispensary anyway. Yeah, see what I'm talking right. about? That's a very small wheelbarrow. Right, right. So my, my, my question to you is this. Don't you think we've grown beyond this whole thing about you know, marijuana being a scourge? Haven't we kind of proven that all the things that were supposed to happen that were inherently bad well, it, just simply hasn't happened the way we thought it was going to be? Just like the casino, when they said the casino's moving in downtown. You're going to have whores and, and, you know, well, there probably is down there. Probably, but, probably is. No, but I mean, like, you know, people were uh, picturing this apocalyptic thing that was going to happen when gambling moved in uh, to the neighborhood. And, and not to say that there aren't underlying problems of people who may have gambling issues or mm-hmm. things like that. But as far as the, you know, people are going to be getting shot left and right and mugged and everything, none of that ever happened. You know, and, and and frankly, the the amount of crime that happens around MGM is about the same amount of crime that was there before the casino came in anyway. So it's not like it's any different. No, and, and, and in fact, there are uh, much but, less safe neighborhoods around town other than around the casino. But do you remember when the marijuana thing came out and yes. they were trying to blame everything? Uh, like, you know, this is weed. You know, that unfortunate accident where uh, Trooper uh, Clardy got killed on the side of the highway out near Auburn. Uh, the guy the the guy who did it, obviously, he got convicted, but yeah. they found marijuana. He had, he had marijuana from a dispensary that he had just purchased maybe 30 minutes prior or something. Right. And so that, unfortunately, became the focus, not so much the focus on the idiot behind the wheel who was doing 90 miles an hour. Uh, marijuana doesn't typically make you do things like that. Listen, there, there are growing pains whenever things change in our society, things that we're afraid of. For, you know, we were, yeah. for a while, everybody was worried that you're going to have nothing but a bunch of reefer zombies going through, you know, through all of Massachusetts. And there are some people that take it too far, just like there are some people that take 
gambling too far. There's some people that take alcohol too far. There's some people that take having sex with prostitutes just a little too far. All these things happen, but they don't happen. But the problems that we fear before we go ahead and do it are never nearly as bad as we think they're going to be. No. I mean, really, other than, you know, maybe you smell it outside once in a while, has it really changed anything No, substantially? I mean, no. think of all the people that have benefited from this. And all these, you know, and, and, and all of these establishments that have opened up, the fact that they can't, you know, get like bank loans, the fact that they can't expand well, because of, uh, know, of, the, of the banking system, it I, just, it, to me, it seems kind of the, stupid. The whole thing is not really designed for a small business owner to start up or a, a dispensary. These places that are here are backed by big money. Like sure. these are big these are corporations that are silently funding these places because in order to get the license to even open in the state cost at least like a million dollars to do. That's right. just to get the license to do it. And then you want to have a, a brick and mortar uh, store to do that in, you're going to have to spend money on that. So you're talking big money just to even get one of these places started. I don't understand why how they even operate, I don't even understand how they even operate with money. Because if you're saying, well, we can't do this in the federal banking system because marijuana is illegal. Well, cash is still federally backed. So how is cash, I don't understand that. I'm not really grasping how that's even legal. Well, I don't know if you've ever uh, have seen evidence of this before. But sometimes the government operates hypocritically that's what i'm talking about and it makes it seem like 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 a giant crime ring being run you're well, funneling money with cash that's kind of what the government has made this industry into even though it's operating as a legitimate business other than the ways in which it's being restricted i got no problem against certain restrictions in certain industries that's that's fine but you know there's so many cumbersome uh, restrictions on cannabis that it just it, you know to me i would find it kind of uh, a little frightening to even start that kind of business because of exactly what you're talking about the amount of money that has to be invested into operating yeah. licensing and running it uh you know and not being able to act like a regular business yeah. you know not being able to to you're still paying a tax you're still being taxed yeah. by the government but you're not participating in the government's protection for your business well that's the thing like that's a great point they're still taking the tax money yes off a product that is essentially illegal if by by definition of the federal government yeah how how is that it's the same yeah. ironic stance i find this to be very very funny when Casino gambling gets uh, approved in Massachusetts. When sports gambling becomes approved in mm -hmm. Massachusetts, what's the first argument against it? Uh, well, How is this going to affect the lottery? Yeah, that's true. It's another hey, form of how, gambling. How is this going to affect our already scam we got running going on? Yeah, here? like well, this is the this will be the worst yeah. thing that'll ever happen. And how will it affect the lottery? And the then, thing that already is gambling. And who cares if it affects the lottery? You're still getting tax money, just in a different form. See, You're, that's the whole ironic yeah. thing about it. And the federal government operates no differently. I'm yeah. sure 
that you know with the the lobbying that the NRA and Bank of America and MasterCard are going to do with the Congress this week or in the next couple of weeks or whatever it's going to be, it might have some effect because I think we're getting to the point now where it's this is just stupid that they they that they cannot operate like a legitimate business. It is stupid, and it's it's frustrating when you walk into a place and you're like, sorry, uh, we can't, because some places you can use an ATM card at. You can just do a direct ATM card to make the point of sale. Some places don't want you even do that. You have to get this thing, or you got to pay. There's an app that you can, like, there's ways around it, too. There's this thing called, I, I don't know, I don't want to get too far into it because we don't have much time, but uh, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Get checking that checks all the... It's 627 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown can give you the uh, forecast there. And he probably will. Uh, I'll tell you this. Am I the a-hole coming up? I expect real big things today. Really? No, I'm just trying to sell the sizzle of it. Uh, <laughs> you know the uh, the Mayflower Marathon is uh, right around the corner, right? Uh, it is. Yeah, it's acne. It's actually starting on uh, November twentieth. Today oh. is the twenty fourth of October. You're yeah, that's twenty six days away. Yeah, that's uh, it's right around the corner. Rock One Two's thirtieth annual and thirtieth annual Mayflower Marathon returns the three days prior to Thanksgiving. You and I are gonna be broadcasting for fifty two hours at uh, the South uh, the parking lot outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield, beginning on Monday this uh, at six a.m. on the twentieth to Wednesday at ten a.m. on the twenty second. Our goal this year is to fill not one, not two, not even three, but four trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. Ah, you're setting yourself up for failure. No, we're not setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting ourselves up for a grand 30th anniversary Mayflower Marathon. What if we only fill three trucks and a quarter of one? We will still do the cash value of whatever we get. I know, but now you've got uh, three quarters of a truck that's not going to be filled, and uh, now we look like idiots. Well, no, I don't think so, because I don't think Springfield would allow that to happen. I think they're going to rise to the occasion and uh, and fill the fourth truck. I don't know. I think there's some people out there that want to make us look like idiots. Well, there probably are, but I don't think it's going to happen during the Mayflower Marathon unless we take charge of that <laughs> start your collection up at work school at home or around the neighborhood and donate online at rock102.com thanks to all our sponsors including but not limited to capital moving and storage xfinity camping world of west hatfield affordable waste solutions mgm springfield and many many more to get all the details go to rock102.com the 30th annual mayflower marathon on rock 102 springfield's classic rock you want to laugh i do all right it's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Hey, what do you call a word with loose vowels? I don't know. What do you call a word with loose vowels? Inconsonant. Ah, <laughs> you get it? It's like incontinent, but it's not because it's a letter and it's expelling itself. Yeah, no, I got that part. Yeah. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's 632 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. I'm just uh, making sure we get uh, all of this information in here. Uh, the, uh, 22 News wants you to know why the flags are at half mast today, by the way. Why are they at half-mast today? Well, they asked this question on the, why are flags half-staffed in Massachusetts on Tuesday? 
why don't you just tell us without having to go into a story about it? Well, because that's how they grab you. Governor Maura Healey has ordered all U.S. Uh, and Massachusetts flags to be lowered to half-staff today. Flags across the Commonwealth will be half-staffed from sunrise to sunset on Tuesday in honor of First Lieutenant Alfred Pazella. Pazella was a bombardier of the U.S. Army forces. Bombardier? Bombardier, sure. Not a bombardier. Oh, he's a bombardier. No, he's a bombardier. No, that's that song by uh, Richie Valens, La Bombardier. No, that's uh, La Bomba. No, no, no. That's that other radio station in town. No, that's just Bomba. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, uh, yeah, he was serving aboard the uh, B-24 Liberator bomber when it crashed on August 1st, 1943, after being hit by enemy anti-aircraft fire. Operation Tidal Wave was the largest bombing mission against the oil fields and uh, refineries in uh, Bucharest, uh, Romania. His remains will be laid to rest on Tuesday at the Massachusetts National Cemetery in Bourne, Massachusetts. So why didn't you just say that instead of asking a question? I don't know, Steve. I don't know why they do what they do. The uh, Springfield Police is asking for the public's help finding a runaway teenager from Monday afternoon. According to police, 12-year-old Madison Cintron was last seen on Alexander Street on the 16th and has not been heard uh, from since last Friday when she called her mother. Madison is 4'11 and weighs only 110 pounds. She may be in the north end of Springfield. You can check out a picture of her on the uh, Springfield Police Department Facebook page. And if you have any information about her whereabouts, you are asked to call them. The uh, Springfield Police arrested a man who allegedly punched a pregnant woman in the face on Saturday. i got a buddy who'd be very upset about that. Yeah, because don't we have a buddy that uh, likes pregnant I got a chicks. buddy who's into them. Mm-hmm. Who's hurting them? <laughs> now, is this, is this uh, all part of the video that we were talking about yesterday? Uh, I'm trying to The see. trampoline park? I think it... I don't know. Let me see. Uh, on Saturday, yeah, indoor amusement park. Mm. They're, that's what they're calling it. They're not calling it. That's why I got a little confused. On Saturday, around 3.20 p.m., officers were called to an indoor amusement park and saw a large crowd of adults and juveniles arguing with each other. Officers found that the people arguing knew each other after a preliminary investigation, and one suspect, 23-year-old Jose Cruz Jr., is alleged to have punched a pregnant woman in the face. Another victim was also assaulted. Cruz Jr. was placed under arrest, and he and his family members that were involved in the altercation were told to leave the park. He's charged with assault and battery on a pregnant female, disorderly conduct, uh, assault and battery, and he's no longer allowed at the amusement park. Uh, that's, that's the thing he's going to fight. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to, one, you're not supposed to hit anybody. Two, you're not supposed to hit uh, women. Three, you're not supposed to hit pregnant women. I mean, that's, that's like the, I don't even know why they don't display that outside the front door. I, I, I don't know why. Uh, you got the power of two human beings now. It's two against one at that point. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I don't, I don't care how cranky she might be. She doesn't deserve to get punched anywhere on her body no. at all. No. You can doesn't. hurl insults. You'll yeah. still look like a jerk, but keep your hands to yourself, buddy. I got a body to stick up for her. Because he likes pregnant Because he likes pregnant chicks. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know, but it's uh, the power of the inside uh, joke. It is, yeah. Uh, in July of 2020, a day after a stabbing at the Auburn Mall, a ma- is that that sounds like a day stabbing at the Auburn Mall sounds like a book or, a, or like a song title. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like a like a like an indie rock band uh, song title. 
yeah, like stabbing at the Auburn Mall, like uh, Heaven on the Seventh Floor from yeah. Paul Nicholas. Right, a uh, Massachusetts uh, state trooper uh, contacted uh, Department of Transportation officials with a request: Could they set up an alert that would ping the next time a suspect's vehicle passed under a highway toll booth? The state police issued a similar request this past January 13th as they tracked down a uh, person wanted in connection with a recent, recent domestic incident. A few days later, they did so again, this time with a, after a person with dementia who went missing. In these investigations and about 100 others over the past five years, the state police have used software primarily intended to automatically collect highway tolls for its additional surveillance capabilities to the concern of some privacy uh, data privacy advocates. The system was created to process tolls, not as a police surveillance system, said Kate uh, Crockford, uh, director of the Technology for Limity Project at the ACLU of Massachusetts. Public safety officials, however, said the software can be useful as a policing tool, as the search, uh, police search for missing people, criminal suspects, and those who may be at risk of harming themselves or others. Mass DOT authorities can add certain targeted vehicles to a hot list in which alerts the state police when the vehicles are identified by the automatic license plate readers used to collect tolls on the Massachusetts Turnpike and other certain highways. Oh, oh is that, so that's just, you know, let the camera do the job, and then you put in for the four hours of overtime it took you for the uh, traffic uh, detail. Oh, we did our job. We were here. We were here. You can we, see us right on the camera. We issued several tickets throughout this four-hour period that we weren't here for. Well, I was here for ten minutes. And then state- I had to take another uh, three-hour and 50-minute break. Yeah. In a statement, state police spokesperson Dave Procopio said using the mass DOT toll cameras and other state police license plate readers to query information about vehicles connected to serious crimes is a valuable tool to assist in capturing dangerous offenders, securing justice for their victims, and protecting public safety and homeland security. We're not the only state that's doing this. The, remember the 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 guy who was up for the candidacy for the Chicopee police chief, and then he was accused of maybe having an appropriate relationship with uh, Lynn Clark, yeah. the superintendent. Well, one of they have it wasn't from a toll booth in this state, but they have a camera, a screen, a shot of both of them in a car, mm-hmm. like in New Jersey somewhere. So we're not the only state that's already doing this, but how did you not think this was going to happen when they put those things up? I kind of just assumed that they would be using this for, uh, you know, policing tools. Some people wrongly assume they'll never catch us out here. No, they will never catch us out here. Except, you know, it's not that difficult to... uh to save a video and then say email it to an authority. Well, I, there's cameras on lots of traffic lights around here, and I don't know where they're not for public view. No, like at the like at the bottom of it when I get off at the uh, the Holyoke exit there, uh, where the mall is. Yeah, there's cameras up on those lights up there, but I, there's no like DOT camera. You can go on a website and go check out what the traffic situation there. What's it for? We don't have red light cameras here in the state, so. What are they doing? I, I I don't I don't know, but I'm sure that if you were uh, doing something uh, you shouldn't be doing, you'd find out. Uh, Jeremy uh, Scott, a senior counsel and director of the Project on Surveillance Oversight for the nonprofit Electronic Privacy Information Center, said without proper supervision, such a tool can fall into misuse. Mass surveillance technologies may start out with limited use, but end up expanding over their time because of their convenience for law enforcement, increasing the likelihood of abuse. The Mass Pike Hotlist system, regulated and maintained by the DOT, 
does not require a judge's sign-off for police to track both the historical and prospective movements of specific drivers. That's the part that's probably illegal. You should be able to have to get a warrant in order to do that. You should have to get a judge to sign off on that if you're going to track somebody's car. Yeah, well, I mean, but is there? But, but if it's probable cause to track your car, do they need that? Well, that's probably where this argument is going. You know, I would think so. Well, yeah, because you're not going to be able to if some guy is driving away with a car full of drugs and you know he's going down the Mass Pike. You just don't know where he is quite yet. You probably want to pull him over and, and get that taken care of. But then you're walking this fine line now of what's private and what's not. Look at us. Yeah. Talking like we know what police work is Look all about. Us. We're talking about laws today. We're talking about police work. Talking about pregnant chicks. Yeah. Well, you love pregnant chicks around here. Um. Anyhow. <laughs> anyway. So that, that that's what's going on with this thing. Yes. And uh, we will see. Uh, they're going to keep using it. They're going to keep using it as a policing tool. Well, because, you know, at some point, someone's going to figure out a way to use it legally. And then we're all going to get screwed. Yeah, they're going to. Every, every movement we make yeah, is going to be tracked by somebody. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we actually set the rate wrong on the tolls. Everybody who's gone under these things for the last six years needs to pay up. Because <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised if the state did something like that. Uh, the California Highway Patrol tried to pull over chips. F- chips. Yeah. Anyway, uh, chips tried to pull over a Ford Mustang for speeding on Saturday afternoon, but the car led the police on a chase. The driver turned out to be an 18-year-old named Marcus Burton, and coincidentally, he uh, had what looked like a license plate that said "Will Run." It turned out it was just a sign covering the actual plate. The chase hit speeds of over 100 miles an hour and ended when the Mustang collided with an SUV carrying a family, including a child. Thankfully, none of them were seriously hurt. The driver of the Mustang was booked on several felony charges. It's a miracle that no one was badly hurt in the crash. There's video of the crash online, and it's pretty terrifying, actually. Uh, The Mustang was also obliterated. But nobody was hurt? No. Even the even the, the even the, the family that uh, was hit in the car, even the suspect, even the suspect, <clears throat> nobody was hurt in that whole thing. It's always it always amazes me how, you know, a fender bender could kill somebody. Yeah, but yet when you have a chase like this, the guy flips the car Grand Theft Auto style, robs a bunch of hookers to get his health back, and then uh, all of a sudden he's laying in a ditch and he's walking around like nothing just happened. Or or he tries to run away from the cops who catch up to him eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking more of the lines of Grand Theft Auto. You know, uh, kid's 18. Yeah. All right, so he'll be tried as an adult. Do you have any idea? Uh, if I wonder if this kid has any clue what this is going to do to his insurance. Oh, it's going to. It is going to skyrocket. Because you know what? Uh, you lose that safe driver credit automatically off the top. They'll charge you for the next six years. Plus... Plus, they're probably going to want a total in the car. There's no way that you're going to get all those uh, those things buffed out. No, you're never going to. Those yeah. things. I mean, what a waste. You take it to Rick's Auto Body. I'm sure they'll fix it up. Even even fine. you know, Rick's can perform miracles. Don't get me wrong, but even that's a lot. They'll just they'll just total the vehicle before they even touch it. But I just see uh, Rick's Auto Body celebrating 50 years now. That's, really? Uh, yeah, I just saw. I, I believe it was 50 years. I might be wrong. 
Am I, and I don't want to insult them. If they're only 45, I don't want to, uh, you know, up the up the years. You know, I uh, lately I have been reminded of a couple of things that have made me feel profoundly old. Do tell. We're at uh, we're at that celebrity bartending thing last week at uh, White Lion. Yeah. Right. And there's a woman there who's uh, whose ex husband used to work here. Uh huh. And I've known this the, the whole family for. Yeah. You know, forever. And, uh, you know, we were asking about, uh, you know, how the, how the kids are. She asked how my kids are. Yeah. I asked how their daughter is. And she said, well, you're not going to believe this. She just turned 29. Isn't that crazy? Now, I remember uh, when this 29-year-old woman was an infant being brought into the building for like the first or third time ever. And now she's 29. And... Uh, that made me feel profoundly old, even though my kids are, you know, your kids almost twenty four. Feel profoundly old. Yeah, no, because they make when me I old. first started here, I remember yeah. you upstairs in the conference room trying to feed them uh, lunch or something, and mm-hmm. they were wee little oh, Baxendales, dude, wee little Baxendales. They're, they're aging me faster than you can yeah. imagine. But uh, when it comes to other people, you know, with, like other people I don't, I don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Like I probably haven't seen this woman's daughter in a good six years. Yeah. And all of a sudden you find out she's like 29. It's like, how, how the that, hell did that happen? Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Yeah. So when you say something happened, you know, like a 50, 50 years ago, well, that sounds really long, long ago. You were seven. Yeah, I was seven. <laughs> That does make was, you feel pretty damn old. I was around for some of that. I, that doesn't make me feel good. No, but now you're getting into your. Uh, you're, you're gonna. Uh, the next transition is getting into that golden years of life. You know, you got like another ten years before you start that. Oh, I know. And then uh, when that happens, then you then you can start uh, being grumpy and <sighs> telling kids to get off your lawn. And- now listen, I'm the the years are going by. Don't get me wrong, but I'll be damned if I'm going to get shaken down by the AARP for nothing more yeah. than a tote bag. And then you you got to wear diapers so you don't uh, you know. How do you know I'm not wearing them now, Steve? Well, I don't know. Do you have a pee chair at your house? <laughs> I may have installed some extra railing. <laughs> That's what happens with the elderly people. They they wind up having the don't sit in that. That's grandma's pee chair. Sometimes I, it leaks I, out the side. It's not like a Huggies. I may need yeah. some some extra reinforcement <laughs> to help my stance. Come on. Anybody with an elderly person in their house that doesn't move around that much has a pee chair. There's a pee chair there somewhere. It's because they sit there and they watch TV all day and they don't move and they don't want to get up and move and they're old enough. They're like, I got a diaper on. I can just go here. But they don't realize it leaks out. Steve, it's not a pee chair. It's a commode. Oh, a commode, yes. Let's class yes. it up if we can, okay? It's not a pee chair. It's yeah. a commode. You know, I remember my mother having one of those uh, those things next to her bed. It was a walker, but it was a toilet. <laughs> yes. And the more I think about it, eh, I wouldn't mind having one of those in my bedroom. No. Uh, why get up and go all the way down the hall to the bathroom in the middle of the night? Why can't you just do it right there next to the bed? Or why cut out the middleman? Why don't I just do it in the bed? How did we get into this conversation? I don't know. I don't know how this works. Maybe, maybe we should wrap this up. It's uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Hot.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 6.54 in The Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. That was The Who. Yeah, that's right. That was The, uh, the Who. It uh, was The Who. This Saturday, uh, this is so exciting. Yeah. Steve Nagel is going to be the host of Rock 102's Halloween Celebration oh, yeah. at the Rumble Seat. I am delighted, Steve, to pass that on to you so that you may enjoy the spoils of, of the Rumble Seat and the Halloween Celebration. Well, you will have so much fun. It's going to be an awesome time. It will be. You're not only the, the host of the costume contest, you will be slapping down the Funky Wax Records as the club DJ for the night. I'm uh, looking forward to oh, that. Nothing but fun. What do you think? You think I should do? Uh, maybe I should do like we did at the Christmas party and just play Monster Mash over and over, over again. and over again. Yeah, I actually did that um, for a trunk or treat thing in our town years ago. They're like, "Hey, can you do the music?" So I just put the monster. I put no. It was Thriller. It was Thriller over and over and over again. Actually, yeah. it wasn't the Monster Mash you did. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was wham. No, that's what I said. Yeah. Remember, like we did at the Christmas party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, played yeah. the, we the song over and over again. I want to do that at the Rumble seat and just play, play like the Monster Mash over and over again and see how <laughs> long it takes for somebody to complain about it. You know, I felt like such a dope that day because people were starting to get it, yeah. and I wasn't getting it. Like, you were laughing and laughing, and like once people got it, that, you know, last Christmas played like 15... 15 times before anybody really before anyone realized well, it. Uh, the sound guy noticed it, which that's the guy that you want to know. Yeah, he, he, you would expect one, that. You'd expect the sound guy to pre- be paying attention to what's going on. Uh, but after more than an hour early. and a half, I'm not I'm not even noticing the music. I'm not. It, it's not even registering to me that, that it's going on and on and on. And most people, most people uh, don't. Don't recognize that it's going on. We got to we get some. Yeah. I just put this on over and over and over again. I don't think anybody would notice. If we played it throughout the rest of the show? If we played it through, like in the background? Yeah. Well, maybe we can do that on Halloween. I don't know. I was looking the light. I have to pull up the lyrics before I can do And suddenly, to my surprise. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. Wow. I think we can do this. Wow. We're going to do this on Halloween. The entire show. The entire show, just right in the background yeah. on a big loop. You ever go on YouTube and see, like, Monster Mash for 10 hours straight? Oh, I've, I, I yeah. believe you me. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, good stuff. It's uh, 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I have to tell you, there is nothing more thrilling than watching a World Series between two teams I have absolutely no interest in whatsoever. Are you kidding? What can be more compelling than dedicating my valuable time to a late-night best-of-seven game championship series between two teams I don't follow? Anybody got an answer to that? I certainly don't, and yet I cannot help myself because, after all, it is the World Series, and there's always a chance that it might be loaded with timeless excitement. Last night, the Texas Rangers advanced into the World Series for the third time in 51 years, 
Last night, they crushed the defending World Series champion Houston Astros in Game 7 of the ALCS, 11-4, the result of which gave the Texas Rangers the American League pennant and might have also put an end to the managing career of Houston's Dusty Baker, who is now mulling over whether or not to retire. Now, the question is, who will the Rangers face in the World Series? Is it going to be Philadelphia, where there might be an outside chance that people might care enough to watch the games on TV? Or is it going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks, where no such burden exists? Tough question. Arizona hasn't been to or won a World Series in 22 years. The Phillies, on the other hand, were in the World Series last year, only to get blown out by the Astros in six games. Game seven of the National League uh, Series uh, happens tonight in Philadelphia, just after 8 o'clock. Now, am I going to stay up all night and watch it? What do you think I'm going to do? My guess is I'll be far too busy watching TikTok videos of people getting uh, into fistfights at local area trampoline parks instead. Because to be honest, that seems a little more interesting to me. Not to say that a seventh game of the National League Championship Series isn't great TV, but watching a dude get punched in the mouth on a trampoline, that's priceless and totally worth staying up for. But hey, NFMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, everybody you know is driving by your house and saying the same exact thing. Look at those rough patches of that dude's lawn. You need to go to Rocky's for a bag of Scott's Easy Seed Patch and Repair. A 10-pound bag, now 36 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. Your lawn needs it. You'll find it at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rossu Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 in Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 64 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 70. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. We're going to uh, give you the keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock uh, for someone to win 1000 bucks. Like I wish it were, uh, that we were eligible for that because I could use a few uh, extra bucks in my pocket. Could you now? Yeah, actually, I, uh, I could. I don't even know how we're doing that. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. Thousand dollars a day. I mean, honestly, wow. how, how how do we how do we get involved in that? I have no idea. Are you ready for another round of Am I the A Hole? Yeah, I'm ready. Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Um, <clears throat> first one. Am I the A Hole for yes. telling? Okay, for telling my husband I don't care that he might have a degenerative disease. My husband, 35, has been complaining about the muscles in one of his arms twitching for a week, and he's convinced he has ALS. He came home from work today and said his mouth was salivating more than normal and informed me that that's a symptom of ALS. When he first told me he was concerned, my immediate reaction was obviously fear and concern, so I asked him if he would please call a doctor for the next day. He jumped down my throat for not having any sympathy, so I shut up and walked away. He has a history of complaining about his health and not doing anything about it. He complained about groin pain for the past 10 years of our relationships and I uh, relationship and I got sick of hearing about it. So every time he complained, I would ask if he had called the doctor yet. The answer is always no. We're on a hiking trip three years ago. We got back to the cabin. He was laying on the sofa, and he said he felt a bulge in his groin. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> I bet. And uh, I immediately knew it was a hernia, and I told him to make an appointment ASAP. It took withholding sex before he finally went to the doctor where he was diagnosed with a massive bilateral hernias. Wow. So he wasn't lying. No, he wasn't lying. So, yeah, my sympathy for his health is, uh, health complaints is gone. I feel like he should seek the advice and guidance of a professional if he thinks something is very wrong. Because I'm as far from being in the medical field as one can get. I've tried making his appointments for him in the past, mm. but either uh, he would just wouldn't go to them or he would cancel them. Now back to the ALS concern. Tonight when he got home, he informed me of his watery mouth. I asked him if he had called our health care provider today, and he said no. 
I calmly asked him why and then said I was not concerned or uh, and I said I was concerned that he thought he had a serious degenerative disease but wouldn't do anything about it. An argument ensued and he called me a see you next Tuesday. Oh my gosh. For not having any sympathy for his ailments. I told him I didn't really care if he thought he had a serious disease. What I do care about is if he has a serious disease, knowing that he will tackle it once there's a diagnosis. I'm not remotely interested in coddling his hypochondria. So, am I the a-hole for not telling my husband I don't care that he has a degenerative disease? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say there's a chance that they're sharing a little bit of the a-hole. Because, you know, if you're legitimately sick and you're not contacting a doctor that's just plain stupid yeah but he dropped the c word at the end yeah that's that's, that's you, uh, you can't, that was unnecessary totally unnecessary on the other hand in the past he has complained about ailments before and you didn't believe him only to have them turn out to be true so maybe he's not really a hypochondriac he's just a well, guy who is afraid of and hesitant of doctors Okay, but you but she's got a point here. You can't keep complaining about something and then not do anything about it. I, mean, I agree. How many times have you thought you've had some sort of uh, horrible disease going on? One time. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a good story. Yeah, you ready ahead. for this? I want to okay. hear this good story. Let's go back to yesteryear when I was in fourth grade. Ooh, okay. Fourth grade. I was just a young, precocious little scamp. This was 1968. No, it was uh, far beyond that. Anyhow, uh, I'm uh, in fourth grade. And I suddenly start having these wildly painful abdominal cramps. At first, I thought menstrual, but then I was learned, I was taught to, that that was not possible. Anyway, I was in a great deal of discomfort. At, uh, at a young age. And my parents thought I was faking it mm-hmm. because they thought this kid, there's no way this kid's in that much uh, brutal pain. And they thought, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was creating some sort of uh, laughable farce. Well, as it turns out, uh, my grandfather, who uh, had nothing to do that day, decided I'm going to take the young boy to the doctor. And uh, I went to go see my pediatrician that day. Mm-hmm. Still in a great deal of discomfort. And while my uh, my parents said to my grandfather, listen, we know he's faking, but could you please take him to the doctor? We're both working. We got other things going on today. Could you please go? My grandfather takes me to the doctor, and as it turns out, I need emergency appendix surgery. Ah, I was I was about sick. to burst, and my parents did not believe me. They thought I was they thought I was lying. And as it turns out, I had to spend five days in the hospital to recover from painful appendix surgery did your parents feel bad about that at all i have made them feel bad about it ever since i was in fourth grade every year but up until including this year as well have they since apologized to you yeah the the apology now is yeah 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 we're sorry well yeah because nothing bad happened if something bad happened then they would have been str- uh, struck with guilt for the rest of their lives that their poor boy died of an appendicitis nothing bad happened yeah. let me tell you something what did happen during yeah. my five-day stay at the hospital due to an emergency appendectomy yeah i missed the pinewood derby oh no yeah did yeah. your dad go uh, Did he go and use the car and do it in your place or give it to another boy to use? He gave it to another uh, boy and his uh, uh, another friend to race 
on my behalf. Did they win? They did win. Yeah. I won first place from a hospital. But you didn't win anything. I won jack squat yeah. except the trophy, which, you know, for all I know, they could have been lying. So I'll give it to the kid who couldn't be here because he was, his parents didn't believe he was deathly ill. I missed my college graduation because I had to have my appendix taken out. Really? It was like a whole week's worth of drinking. And uh, I was like, I, I, by, it was like a senior week thing. They were taking us to different places. They took us to the Hookie Lao one night, nice uh, for a, like a Hawaiian show and, mm-hmm. and, and scorpion bowls. Oh yeah, because college seniors definitely need more alcohol, especially in a scorpion bowl. Yeah, and then they took us downtown one night to all the bars down there. But it was all on a bus. It was you know it was a nice little uh, a outing, outing for the uh, for the kids, and nobody's driving and everybody's having a good time. Uh, but on the Thursday, graduation was on a Saturday. On the Thursday night, I started feeling this pain in my stomach. And I was like, oh, man, I had way too much Captain Morgan this week. Yeah. Way too much. So uh, I didn't, I stopped drinking, obviously, because I didn't even feel like I wanted to. Right. And then as the day progressed on Friday, it got so bad. Like, oh, yeah. Really bad that I it called my parents and I said, I'm going to drive myself to the hospital. Wow. Okay. So I did, and I was driving. I remember driving from Westfield State down Route 20 all the way into Springfield to Mercy uh, to get to Mercy. Couldn't you have gone to Noble? Uh, I want to stay alive, Bax. (laughs) Right? Yes. I didn't want to become one of those stories, and later died at Noble Hospital. Yeah, but it was, by the way, that's the old Noble, not the new Noble. Uh, sure, and uh, and uh, yeah, so um, I, I go all the way to Mercy, and uh, you know the the doctor was like, well, "What do you think it is?" That's what he says. What do you think it is? And I'm like, "I think it's my appendix." And he goes, "I think you're right," because they had done the test and you know all that stuff. And what what what, what is what is this? All of a sudden. Uh... <laughs> Twenty thousand dollar pyramid. You're supposed to get, like it's, it's a guessing game. You know what? Now that I think about it, maybe it was Doctor Kenton's first day. <laughs> that was it. Mark Kenton, the first day down there, <laughs> Mark- was like, "Yeah, I'm new here. Uh, what do you think it is?" <laughs> I'm kidding. Mark yeah, Kenton's a the, the very smart doctor. doctor. No, this guy was just trying to to confirm. Like, hey, guess what's going to happen yeah. here? We're going to take you in for surgery. So I missed college graduation. I did. I couldn't go to graduation because I had to be in a hospital bed to get my appendix taken out. Now, wow, I had no idea. Now I had a party scheduled at the house, at my parents' house yeah. that Saturday night after graduation. I had some buddies coming over. We were going to do barbecue. We were going to do, do shots. We were going to do all kinds of fun stuff. And then more shots. So most people would cancel something like that, except my dad who said, you know what, I'm going to drink with all of his friends. And that's what he did. He invited my friends. He let the party go on. Yeah. He Because people were calling the house, and they're like, you know, how's Steve doing? And he's like, good, but we're having barbecue chicken tonight and some cocktails, so come on over. And my friends, while I'm in the hospital, <laughs> recovering from an appendicitis, <laughs> are right. drinking it up and yeah. having a good old time without me. So we figured it out. Yeah. It was your dad who was the a-hole. Yeah, he was the a-hole. <laughs> and you know what? He always was. He always was. Well, that's hard. And then my friends were like, oh, man, we had a great time with your dad the other <laughs> night. He did a couple of Jaeger bombs. We were doing Irish car bombs. It was a hoot.
But we drank and thought of you. Uh, and there you go. That's <laughs> is my dad the a-hole. <laughs> it's 721 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 727 and the Doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can uh, give you the forecast there. Uh, yeah, we got the uh, the keyword to cash coming up. And uh, this week on Baxi's musical podcast, my guest is uh, legendary drummer Simon Phillips, who is a, is a guy who's played with uh, everybody from The Who to Zappa to Jeff Beck to Toto, uh, Peter Gabriel, uh, you name it. He's played with everybody. And uh, he started his professional career off at the age of 12. It's a huh. hell of a story. And you can uh, check that out on Apple po- Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on uh, rock102.com. You think about what I did at 12 versus what people like that did at 12? Um, yeah. I mean, like he- <laughs> this guy's starting, you know, a rock career. And I'm, uh, you know, just discovering the lingerie section of the JCPenney wish book. <laughs> that's only funny because yeah. uh, i know exactly yeah, what section you did you're the talking same about thing too yeah, yeah i wow. know you did and, you, and marveling hey. how gravity was able to take such care of things yeah this is this is that boomer talk yeah you kids back in my day before all this internet porn came uh-huh. along we only had red book <laughs> meanwhile simon was you know yeah. doing paid gigs at the age of 12 yeah, before it, sprouting a single body hair and if you were lucky enough somebody sent your name into a victoria's secret catalog <laughs> but it was the jc penny wish book oh that's that, that did it that sure did it yeah <laughs> yeah, it did it all right. It's 729. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It's 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by nobody. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A car crash that almost hit a crowd of people near MGM Springfield nearing the end of Friday's Thunderbirds game started a few blocks away with one man pointing his gun at another man, according to Springfield police. A man told police that 33-year-old Stephen Hauser pointed a gun at him while he was in his car at Riverfront Park. He said he was afraid he'd get shot, so he uh, he hit Hauser with his car to try to escape. Around 8.45 p.m., Hauser crashed into the median between MGM Way and State Street, narrowly missing a large group of people. All right, first of all, this has nothing to do with the actual casino. No. This is a guy that started at the Riverfront Park, and frankly, if you're at Riverfront Park at 9 p.m., you might be up to something that, uh... Oh, I don't know. That's the best time to go. 9 p.m.? Oh, even later. Sometimes I'll hang at that park like midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, just to you know, just, just to get your breath of fresh yeah. air from yeah. the river. Uh, yeah. Around 8.45 p.m., he crashed in the median, narrowly missing a group of people. He attempted to run off, uh, but an off-duty uh, West Springfield police officer was coming back from the Thunderbirds game and stopped him until officers arrived around 9.05 p.m. Hmm. Another bystander saw that Hauser had a gun in his waistband, and she was able to remove it before police arrived. While he was getting arrested, the man who Hauser pointed the gun at showed up and told police what happened. Police also discovered Hauser had cut off his court-ordered ankle bracelet earlier as he was on probation in Connecticut. All right, so there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, uh, for anyone who thinks, see, the uh, MGM is dangerous. No. No, no they're not dangerous. No, not, a, not at all. What you have here is a, is a jerk. Yeah. And that's what made it dangerous. He could have he driven... Uh, 
to any place. Hauser was taken to Mercy to treat injuries he got in the crash and was later transported to Bay State. He faces multiple charges, including carrying a firearm without a license, operating a motor vehicle with a suspended license, and negligent operation of a motor vehicle. <sighs> F around and find out. That's exactly that's, right. Uh, that's that's how that works. Um, again, if you're in the park at 9 p.m. and the park is closed at sunset. Listen, no. the, the the way you're framing it makes the park seem dangerous. And I'm telling you, it's a wonderful place for the whole family after 9 p.m. No. Later. 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 You could even do a late night picnic. Uh, I like I have I had some guy come up to the car at the intersection there, you know. And I, I think it's I think it's the Union Street. No, it's maybe it's not the Union Street one. What's it's State Street one? The State Street intersection there. Okay, they got that like uh, underneath the over uh, the overpass on the highway. Sure, like it's kind of it's kind of like a like a like a covering like a shelter. Like a campsite, like very much like a campsite with a pav- the, with a pavilion. And this uh, this zombie guy came over to the window. Yeah, car, and he's like, "Did you call me?" I said, "No, I, I didn't call you. You said you had some money for me. You sure it wasn't a butt dial?" And I said, "No, it could have been a butt dial." And I said, I, "I'm sorry, I, I didn't call you, and I I don't have any money for you." And then he goes, "I guess I got you confused with somebody else." <laughs> Well, how many uh, how many bald men with goatees and minivans drive by here every day on this street corner? Oh, I think you'd be quite yeah. surprised how hey, many. Are do you it. sure? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, for all in, uh, intents and uh, all the people that live in tents and swim with porpoises <laughs> in the Connecticut River, uh, or, or purposes, or purposes, uh, the casino has made those folks a lot of money. Out they there. sure have. Listen, you're bringing all that business downtown. That guy, there was a guy over the summer selling water bottles out of a cooler. That's genius. Listen, if you get something in exchange, I'm all about it. Listen, I think car side panhandling, you're probably more likely to hit the jackpot there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you, you are would, at a slot if you dropped machine. a few bucks on a slot machine. Uh, but 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 yeah, that's that that's the way of the world, man. You, you get a. Early bum catches the quarter. <laughs> is that what, what? What is that? The old adage? Yeah, uh, I think it's the early worm. The early bird catches the the early bird special the early, serves worms. The early bum burps the worm. That's, that's it. That's the that's the one. That's the yeah. That's the one we're going by. Uh, let's see. Uh, in a story uh, that uh, Channel Forty or I'm sorry, Western Mass News has been following closely, the arrest of a Springfield man in connection with car break-ins in the Forest Park neighborhood turns out he's a repeat offender and well known by the Springfield police. Now, like first uh, name basis kind of thing. Yeah. Now they're taking a look into his recent arrest. Yeah, his name is uh, Klepti. <laughs> hey, it's Klepti. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. I saw your work being done, but I haven't seen you. You're doing pretty good. Keep up, keep it up. Keep us busy. Uh, on file at Springfield District Court, Callen has over 20 cases in their system dating back to 2015. They took a look at his most recent charges, all of which include vehicle break-ins and stolen property. 26-year-old Daryl Colin is charged with breaking into a car on Beaumont Street in Springfield on October 15th and stealing a speaker inside. Home surveillance captured him on camera, which helped lead to his arrest five days later. I wasn't happy about it, and now we don't have much to worry about. That guy has been breaking in, and now he's been locked up, said Nikki, who's a Springfield resident. 
The Springfield resident whose car was targeted spoke to Western Mass News, and she described her emotions in the courtroom last week, seeing the person accused in her case facing a judge. Seeing him was like, okay, it's okay, we got him, we're good, and now we don't have to worry about it. This isn't the first time, though, that Callan had his day in court. In Springfield District Court, he has over 20 cases in their system dating back to just 2015. He's a busy bee. That's like five cases a year, two cases a year. Well, wait a minute, 2015, it's 2023, so that's yeah. eight years. You got 20? Wow, that's That's like a lot, man. Three to four cases a year. You know what that tells me? What? One, he doesn't follow the rules. But then two, when it comes to crime, he's not very good at it. And this is why he needs to sign up for the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. I think if you're busted twice, that should maybe tell you, you know what? Maybe my skills lie somewhere else. Maybe crime is just not for me. Yeah, his uh, arrest history in Springfield at his most recent charges included vehicle break-ins, stolen property several times. March. This is all from 2022. March 15th, March 16th, March 27th, April 5th, April 6th, and October 15th of this year. That's the recent ones. And, he, and he's learned nothing as well, a result. Because, you know, listen, if I keep failing at the same thing over and over again, waiting for different results every time I do it, yeah. there's a good chance I may never actually get better at stealing stuff if I keep getting caught 20 times. No, but you know what? This is the argument that Dom Dom has been making. Look at yeah. This. this in 2022 alone, one, two, three, four, five instances. Not even talking about the 20 altogether from 2015, but five instances and one this year. And he keeps getting let out, and he keeps being able to to go and do these things. And you know, the the funny part about it is because you're hearing, you because you know, there had been so many people running against Dom, and now that's that's just him and and, uh, and Justin. You know, what, well, the, the knocks against the mayor is that, you know, crime seems to be out of control. Well, the truth of the matter is exactly what you're, you're, you're hinting at. If the court system were doing what a court system should be doing, that guy wouldn't be out to commit 19 more crimes. Uh, yeah. Am that's, I right? That's, you're absolutely right about that. And I don't know why they don't, uh, they don't do that. Uh, 22 News is hosting a series of mayoral forums to let viewers get to know how the candidates for their most uh, city's most important position. On Monday, uh, Springfield mayoral candidates Dominic Sarno and Justin Hurst participated. Throughout the week, 22 News will also have the candidates for mayor in Chicopee. Who cares about that? The upcoming municipal <laughs> elections are on. I'm sure uh, John View and his opponents certainly do. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to be the debate moderator. You'd have to push Tedemer out of the way. Yes. Tedemer is now the dean of Springfield News. Oh, is it? Is he? Oh, yeah, because he's the old guy. He's the oldest guy. I don't know if he's the oldest guy, but he's the longest he's lasting. A, he's not an old guy, though. He's not much more older than me. No. No. Isn't that scary? I know. That age. I know. You want him to feel old. Look at the ages of the 20. That's how you know how old you are. You look at the ages yeah. of the when, new When the, you could have fathered every employee yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Grandfathered some of them, too. Except Listen, for Tedimer. That 16 and Pregnant show on uh, on MTV is going to eventually be 32 and Grandma. You know, that's that's like the next step to that. We're all, we're only a few years away from oh, that series be, being popping up because you know those kids are going to have kids. 
Yeah, where, where are yeah. they? Where are they now? They're all filling out AARP applications. Uh, they didn't really go into the. Uh, I guess you have to go and watch it on their on their thing. But Sarno, Dom, Dom, Justin Hurst. Oh, far do I even need to be here? Everybody knows my positions. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a thing in uh, on the Westfield uh, Facebook page yesterday. The Westfield Police. Yeah. Let me just. Uh, Police, Westfield Police Department. They put up a. They've been doing these detonations. Remember, we were talking about this last yeah. week about the explosions. So then it says uh, update. Uh, some of you may hear an explosion. There is a scheduled controlled detonation. There is nothing to be concerned about. So I just commented, Mayor Dom Dom in town. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Those are not explosions. That is the sound of my feet yeah. making potholes. Yeah. You know why uh, Mike McCabe ran that ma- a Boston Marathon? Because he can't be as great as me. I just blink and I'm done with him. <laughs> the marathon runs the Dom Dom. The Dom Dom yeah. doesn't run the marathon. I put the mayor in marathon. Yeah. You're, uh, oh, wait, we're, we're, not, we're done, I guess. Right? Yeah, we this could is- be. Listen, we, uh, whatever. It's our show. We got uh, we got nothing going on. Uh, we can talk about KFC putting chicken with mac and cheese and wraps now. They are? Yeah, actually. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken usually serves its food in buckets, but occasionally they like to mix things up. They just announced they're bringing back their wraps, which were apparently popular enough to, become, to come back again, but not popular enough to become a permanent menu item. Mm. Like the last time, they're only back for a limited time. See, I don't need to. If I'm if I want delicious fried chicken, I don't need it in a wrap. I do like food in a bucket, though. It's, it's just a marketing thing. When they do like uh, the McRib at McDonald's, yeah, the McRib is never coming back. Yet every couple of years, the McRib is back. But somehow. now it comes back every year because now the right. uh, demand exceeds the uh, expectation. Well, because they know that this is a hook that people love this nostalgia of this crappy piece of processed meat that they put on a bun and mm-hmm. try to pretend it's rib meat. I love everything in a bucket. Yeah. Chicken, popcorn, pasta in a bucket. Yeah. Love that. But now they have a new variety, the mac and cheese wrap. It's a piece of fried chicken wrapped up with their cheddar macaroni and cheese and finished with more cheese. See, that does sound good, though. A sprinkle of three cheese blend. Kentucky fried chicken will kill you. Man, they never give up over there, do the they? The other two options are the classic and spicy slaw wrap. They still make that double down sandwich? No, I don't think. I don't know. I haven't been to it. It's, it's that piece of chicken. Wedged in between two other pieces of chicken. I think that was one of those things that was only a limited time offer. This is what they're talking about, like these items that they come out with, and then they're only around for a little while. You know what one of my favorite fast food items is, and I really wish they would just make it a permanent menu item. Yes. The the taco shell that's chicken made out of a piece of fried chicken at Taco Bell. Really? Like it's a chicken patty that they've molded into a taco butt, like a taco. It looks like a taco. And right. then they put the ingredients in there. You're not eating a tortilla chip. You're just eating a fr- piece of fried chicken is like it, a is sandwich. It a, is it a moist piece of chicken? It's very good. It's delicious. Because I, like I don't like a dry I don't like a dry chicken. And it, it's delicious. For me to say something from Taco Bell is delicious, you know it's going to be good. Dude, don't knock Taco Bell. That's, it that- depends on what you get. And where you're getting it, and what time you're getting it, and who you're getting it from. I totally, I yeah. agree. But there are times where the only way to scratch where you're itching, 
yeah. is by going to a Taco Bell late at night. So, for example, I'll go to a Taco Bell like at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and then head over to, uh, to, to Riverfront Park to eat it. Because it's a perfectly yeah, safe a perfect place to go. go. Yeah, yeah. You might get shot over there. Eh, listen, you might I get, get sh- run over by a car. Listen, I can go up the hill on Worthington Street and get shot. I can go. I can go to like, uh, you know, East Springfield and get shot. I can go to Liberty Heights and get shot. I can go to anywhere and get. I can get shot in Longmeadow for crying out loud. Yeah, they can't shoot everybody. No, they can't. Bullets are very expensive. But I'm telling you that uh, fried chicken taco that does sound good. Giddy up. Hell yes. I'm really glad we did that story and killed no. more time by why talking not? about fast food and making me even more hungry throughout the morning. That's why it's news. It is. It's news served quick. It's not fast <laughs> news. It's news. It's served, good news served Good quickly. news served quickly. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, oh, I lost that too. Uh, it's going to be sunny. I know that. Uh, and I will tell you, uh, yeah, sunny with a high of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 35 right now in downtown Spring. 35. Wow. And downtown Springfield. And that's the news on Rock 102. Two Springfield's classic rock. It's 752 and the Scorpions are back to Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and Aqua Pump are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see New England, uh, see New England take on Washington in Foxborough on Sunday, November 5th. All you got to do is go to rock102.com and sign up for your chance to win. We'll choose a winner on October 30th, again, your chance to see New England and Washington brought to you by Aquapump and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, you know me, I always like scaring the living bejesus out of people if I can. <laughs> you do a good job of it. Reading this story uh, from ABC News, uh, a flight out of Alaska, uh, an off-duty pilot has been charged with 83 counts of attempted murder after he allegedly tried to shut off the engines by pulling the fire extinguisher handles on an American ass. American American Airlines fl- Wait a minute. Alaska Airlines flight. Okay. There's some ass in there too. I'm, I'm sure, sure there I is. Got to put asses in the seats. Uh the plane was scheduled to fly from Everett, Washington to San Francisco before it diverted sun- late Sunday to Portland after a quote credible security th- threat related to authorized occupants in the flight deck jump seat. The airline confirmed to ABC News. The suspect allegedly tried to pull the fire extinguisher handles on the engines. Preliminary information obtained by investigators indicated, according to a federal official briefed on the probe, the suspect was overwhelmed by flight crew and subdued, then handcuffed to a seat. The suspect, Joseph David Emerson, was taken into custody. Uh, the Port of Portland confirmed Emerson is charged with 83 counts of attempted murder. According to the uh, county sheriff's office, he's also facing 83 counts of reckless endangerment, a misdemeanor, and one felony count of endangering an aircraft. The suspect was en route to San Francisco, where he was scheduled to be on a flight crew of a 737. Thank God he didn't get on. Good thing. Alaska Airlines said the off-duty pilot was sitting in the flight deck jump seat, which is in the cockpit, and unsuccessfully attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines. He was heard in the moments prior Hmm. saying something similar to, I'm not right. Oh, that's comforting to hear from your co-worker sitting behind you. The captain and first officer quickly responded, Alaska said, adding engine power was not lost and the crew secured the aircraft without incident. There were 80 passengers and four crew members on the flight. Passenger Aubie Gavallo said, we didn't know anything was going on until the flight attendant got on the loudspeaker and made an announcement that there was an emergency situation and the plane needed to land immediately. About 15 minutes after that, she got back on and said there was a medical emergency. Another passenger said there was a, the pilot announced that there was a disturbance in the cockpit. 
Yeah, because you don't want to get on and go, hey, everybody, relax. We have a rogue employee who's trying to bring mm. the plane down. Don't panic. Uh, hello, everybody. This is your uh, yeah. this is your flight attendant. I uh, just wanted to let you know the uh, pilot is reporting that he's having a very, very, very bad day. Yes. And, uh, but if, nothing to worry about. We'll be down on the ground in no time at yeah, all. Yeah, if you could put your trade tables up, that would be great. Thanks. Uh, we're going to be fine. It's okay. We'll get you off the plane. That was what one of the flight attendants was heard saying to the suspect. Uh, so people thought it really was a serious medical emergency. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was. The guy's having a breakdown. Yeah. He's having a mental breakdown. That's medical. Plane. It was uh, very professional, handled very calmly, and we didn't really know what was going on until we landed. Once the plane landed, Woods said police went to the back of the plane and escorted a handcuffed man off the plane. He noted that the suspect was wearing a lanyard, uh, lanyard, a sweater, uh, looked like an airline employee. After we did land, the gentleman was escorted off, and the attendant got back on the speaker and plain and simple and said, he had a mental breakdown. We needed to get him off the plane immediately. But you he know, was on the back of the plane? He was no longer in the cockpit? Well, they moved him to the back of the plane. They handcuffed him to his seat. I see. Yeah. The only thing is, like, th- remember that one in the in the French Alps? Was it the French Alps or Swiss Alps? French Alps. One of the Alps. The Alps. Uh, the Alps are lovely this time of year. Um, remember that guy? He crashed the plane? Yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah. The pilot got up to go to the bathroom. He locks the cockpit door and goes... Whoop! And the pilot's banging on the door, going, "Open up, dude! Like you need to get open up!" And the whole plane crash. Guy loses it. What? Whose hands are you in? You, you know, you got You got to think about think about all the travelers that go on planes every single day. Sure. And we're seeing all these videos of people acting like a holes, you know, on airplanes. So tensions are high. I would imagine the tensions are just as high and stressful for the airline employees than it is for the passengers. Listen, that's that's a high stress job. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of rules those guys have to follow in order to in order to be a to be a pilot. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm not surprised that occasionally uh, you know, bad things happen. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to be if you're having a really bad uh, you know, mental period. The last yeah. thing you need to be doing is flying a whole plane load of people and their luggage. Well, I'm just going to uh, be a busybody next time I get on an airplane. When I see the pilot standing there in the doorway of the plane, I'm going to look him up and down and go, how are you feeling today? How are you feeling? Yeah, there you go. Is I, anybody, I, I, and just be calm about it. Are you, is it, has your wife left you? Have you, uh, <laughs> you know, like just start getting really personal with him. Have there been any sudden yeah. disruptions yeah. in your mental well-being? Yeah. I, I heard uh, I heard you, your wife might have been uh, having a little rendezvous with the baggage handler. Yeah, here's here's the good news. Everybody yeah. on the flight is going to get five thousand extra frequent flyer miles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, well, that's good. Listen, just make sure he's mentally calm yes. before he takes that. Listen, plane away. if you survive the crash, <laughs> ten thousand frequent flyer miles but, for the survivors. But I know, I know we're running out of time. But don't you think about that? Don't you think about like. I think everybody who gets on a plane, don't you always think like this could be the last time? I'm yeah, on but a, I, on but a plane. I am so delusional in my thought processes that as soon as I start thinking about that, yeah. I start changing my course of thought. Like I can't perseverate on that. I got to move on to something else, and it could be anything like you know, monkeys, donkeys, uh, you know, you know, parades, anything, nuns. I mean, anything I can think of to distract myself from the possibility that this is my final flight. But do you think like everybody is is the same is thinking that the of same course, thing? Of course, to a certain degree, yeah. yeah.
I don't know. Yeah, make sure you, you're you're vetting these guys when you get on the plane. Just take a look. <laughs> if he looks like he's sweating a little bit, yeah. that's not a plane you want to get on. If it looks like he's been up all yeah. night long crying. Yeah, crying or caffeinated, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go on a flight. Or if he's <laughs> sniffing a lot and says, yeah, man, we're going, we're going for a ride. Ooh, yeah. If he soiled himself in any way, that's a good indicator that maybe this should not be uh, his his flight. Yeah, I know. Probably not good. There you go. That's all I got. It's seven fifty nine. Rock one hundred two. Fox's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's always been my belief that the thing that's missing in professional sports today is that we just don't get enough useless statistical information to sort through. Oh, sure, you have your RBIs, your ERAs, your rebound differentials, your OBTs, and what have you, but then you have some formulations that you know nothing about. And with technological advancements being made every single day, there are some people in sports who believe that your viewing experience is being cheated by denying you access to even more information. Yesterday, the National Hockey League announced that they'll be coordinating a new puck and player tracking system that will allow fans to enjoy an additional layer of statistical information. Information that up until now has been largely used only by professional broadcasters and hockey insiders. This new information will now be available on the NHL website. It will be gathered by combining a sophisticated tracking system in the puck and within each player's game jersey. The movements of which will be recorded by an additional setup of 14 overhead infrared cameras. The result will give fans a chance to review real-time statistical information like never before. The new NHL Edge program will break down such important stuff like maximum speeding uh, skating speed or puck speed or skating distance or puck zone time. Folks, this is the stuff that every hockey fan needs because there's no way to enjoy hockey without knowing important things like puck speed and skating distance. And here you were thinking that the most important mathematical statistics for hockey fans uh, at home was whether or not to buy one six-pack of Molson or two of them. Incidentally, the correct answer is actually three of them. To point out the also uh, the ease in which drunken hockey fans can access the internet after two periods of binge drinking. What the new system doesn't tell you is the stuff that you really want to know about, like fist speed and how many punches were actually landed during a hockey fight or how many hockey sticks were broken over an opponent's player's head or shins or kneecaps. Give me that sort of information, and now we're talking business. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You know, I'm looking at the Ego Battery Powered Leaf Blower, just $2.99 at Rockies. With your Ace Rewards card, look at the Rockies website. You can find it all that information on the Rockies app or pick up the flyer directly in the store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, uh, thanks, Max. No, you're welcome, Steve. I'm just uh, waiting for our internet to uh, to load. To load. Oh, here we go. You ready? I'm ready now. Hamden DA, uh, uh, Hamden DA Anthony Galuni and Chicopee Police Chief Patrick Major will be discussing a recent narcotics investigation on Tuesday. According to the Hamden DA's office, the discussion is about the conclusion of a recent narcotics investigation which resulted in two arrests and large trafficking weight seizures of cocaine and fentanyl. <laughs> 
The discussion will be held at the Hamden DA's office on Main Street in Springfield at 1 p.m. That was the remember they they had the cars out there a couple of weeks ago and they were nobody really knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're going to find out what's going on. Okay, by uh, by doing by doing this. Uh, let's see. A Connecticut man has been arrested after crashing a car while in possession of a loaded gun near MGM Springfield on Friday night. Springfield police say they were informed of a crash at the median between MGM Way and State Streets around 8.45 p.m. The driver, 33-year-old Stephen Hauser of Rockville, he nearly hit a group of people and attempted to flee. Uh, an off-duty West Springfield police officer in the area stopped Hauser until Springfield police arrived, during which a bystander uh, saw and was able to remove a gun from Hauser's waistband. Police said the victim then arrived and claimed that Hauser pointed a gun at him at Riverfront Park. In fear of getting shot, the victim hit Hauser and fled. It was then that Hauser pursued him, which led to the initial crash. Police also learned that Hauser, who was on probation in Connecticut, had cut off his court-ordered ankle bracelet earlier in the day. You're not supposed to do that, right? No, I don't think you, I don't think you are. Hauser was sent to the hospital for treatment after the crash and now faces several charges, including attempt to commit a crime, uh, carrying a firearm without a license, carrying a loaded firearm without a license, operating a motor vehicle with a suspended license, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, and leaving the scene of a property damage accident. All to be one here on The Price is Right. Uh, I would like to cop a plea of uh, one to five years. All right, 33-year-old Stephen Hauser of Rockville, Connecticut. You are the next contestant on The Prize is Right. Come on down. Yeah, that guy's going to be in some trouble. Wouldn't it be uh, weird if the showcase showdown was more ankle bracelets? (laughs) And you know how much they cost. Yeah. Because you just cut one off and they gave you the bill for it. (laughs) Yeah, that would be uh, ironic. What's ironic? Well, the fact that uh, you know you're choosing the price of a uh, ankle bracelet when in fact you've been wearing a ankle bracelet for months. No, what's ironic mean? Oh, I see. Ah, uh, you didn't expect I did that there. at all. Yeah. Uh, where is the? You know what? I had that story too. It was about the guy hitting the pregnant chick on the uh, trampoline park. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a bad day at the trampoline park on Saturday. The Springfield police arrested a man who allegedly punched a pregnant woman in the face over the weekend. On Saturday around 3.20 p.m., officers were sent to an indoor amusement park and saw a large crowd of adults and juveniles arguing with each other. Uh, officers uh, found that the people arguing knew each other after a preliminary investigation in one sec- one suspect, I don't know what I was saying there, uh, 23-year-old Jose Cruz, is uh, alleged to have punched a pregnant woman in the face. Another victim was also assaulted. Cruz Jr. was placed under arrest, and he and his family members that were involved in the altercation were told to leave the park. Jose Cruz Jr. of Springfield is charged with assault and battery on a pregnant female, disorderly conduct, assault and battery, arrest (laughs) warrant, possession of a Class B drug, unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle, and a motor vehicle lights violation. Oh, to be one here on The Price is Right. Jose Cruz Jr. of Springfield, come on down! Estimated retail value, defending yourself in court, $5,000. You know, I, uh, I, I've i watched this video on uh, SpringfieldMASucks.com. Uh, yeah. Now, I see the guy uh, you know, sucker punching the lady right in the mouth, right? I did not realize that she was pregnant unless that's a different woman. Because there's one woman who's laid out on one part of the, uh, the, the park... And then uh, you see the one lady get punched in the in the 
right there in the suck near the uh, the stairs. And I don't know what the hell. Oh, yeah, you got punched right in the, uh, right in the forehead. I would uh, not like to be. I wonder. Uh, they don't share. I got to ask the sheriff about this because I've always wanted to know. They, yeah. They don't tell anybody else what you did in jail, right? Only like the people, like the guards and stuff know what you did. No, I'm sure there are people on the outside telling the people on the inside what's up. Well, right. Uh, when If somebody ever finds out that yeah. this guy hit a pregnant woman in the face, I'm sure he's not going to make too many friends over at the uh, at the jail, if you know what I'm saying. Um, no. i got to believe there's a lot of uh, dudes in the tank that are not really happy about uh, guys who are committing acts of violence against pregnant women. Yeah. Or against women at all. I mean, there's some women at all. There. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but in the, particular, pregnant, pregnant women. It always makes it worse, doesn't it? It really does. It's like on the elderly or yeah. on the pregnant. Now, again, we don't know the pregnant women. We don't know anybody really involved here. But even if the pregnant woman, and I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, in the real world, but sometimes women who are pregnant can be slightly moody. Yeah. So even if she's, uh, you know, not at her best. Okay, maybe she's saying some uh, some terrible things. Oh, maybe she's uh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't really, it sh- still yeah. shouldn't even matter. You st- you you don't punch her right in the in the in the suck. Um, I was gonna say could, this could be like a Dateline episode where Keith Morrison is like, but did he know that that was his baby that he put? <laughs> like you, you fight it was like it's like one of these uh you're not the father kind of things in a crime documentary all tied into one it was supposed to be a wonderful night with trampolines but but it, then somebody got hit in the face somebody went out of control who was it <laughs> this guy uh yeah he's uh he's not a He's gonna be uh, not be treated well. No, I think, he, he's he he's goes, really not when he goes to uh, prison. Hey, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, here's a good thing. Uh, if you're on the online dating scene with Tinder, right? Okay. The biggest adva- disadvantage to online dating is that your parents are less involved in helping you find a date. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tinder has just announced a few new features, and one of them is a matchmaking option, which allows you to send profiles to friends and family to let them weigh in. The idea is that it can help you find a potential match passes the friend test, and if they'll get your parents' approval, friends and family will also be able to recommend matches for you. Uh, no. It's just turned into a big... Listen. That's the end of Tinder. Yeah. No, mom wants me to date a nice professional girl. I just want to bang sluts. That's all I want to do. I don't want my mom involved in that at all. My mom doesn't even know I like to bang sluts. My mom chose a woman who makes her own clothes. My mom thinks I'm a good boy. And let her keep thinking that. <laughs> she chose a church-going woman who likes to cook. You know what? Let me see. That's not find... exactly what I want. There's a whole uh, section on Reddit of Tinder stuff. And it's like, you know, people's profiles and, and things like that. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like this, uh, like this guy. There's, there's a his profile picture of is of him with shaving cream all over uh, the rear end of a woman. Okay, like that's his, that's his hook. Hey, this could be you. <laughs> but there uh, are uh, people it, out there that are getting turned on by that. 
Now, I've I've never spent any time on these uh, on these websites. Are are these like a like a, a subscription type of thing? You got to pay for this. Tinder? Yeah, I think Tinder is a. I think you have to buy a membership probably in order to inter- interact with it. Don't you think that if that is your uh, in particular uh, picadillo, like uh, you know, whipped cream on someone's behind? It looks more that'd be like, like shaving like a, cream. Either way, don't you think that'd be kind of like a poor use of your hard-earned money yeah very very poor it's it, it, like there's there's no way to really recoup the loss yeah. financially i i just don't want my family members chiming in on no things. i i don't think that's that's healthy i don't know, i don't think that's right because you know they're gonna hook you up with people you don't want to be with of course yeah of course because usually when people pick somebody for somebody you know, like set somebody up. Mm-hmm. They're picking them because of how they feel about what qualities somebody would want would need to be, which could be completely different from what your vision is. You never want to have people set you up on a date, and you never want to get someone's opinion on picking a child's name. Those are the two ways of really destroying friendships. Yes. Well, uh, you can't name them that way because I know someone of that name, and they I don't like that person. Well, it's none of your business. It's not your kid. And it, and then you got a guy like this. Here's a picture of a guy. Uh, his name is Oscar. He's 21 years old. His profile says, "I'm building." He's got a bathroom selfie of him in like a knit cap. Okay. Like he's one. Of, like he's like a henchman on a dock somewhere. Or like it's really cold in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm building a tech company. Company. If you not white, don't swipe right. So he's <laughs> already already announcing. Yeah. That he's a racist. I guess uh, if people are into that. Then they would do the swipe left thing, I guess. Yeah, the, but these are people, they put themselves out there and they tell you yeah, everything that's, that's, about you need to know. How are these people still getting some? You don't know if they are, Steve. I would think that most reasonable women would see a guy taking a bathroom selfie in a nip cap and <laughs> spewing his racist his racist ideals as maybe a turnoff. Well, maybe you're meeting another racist. Maybe there's somebody out there who would swipe on that. Yeah. Oh, this guy, this guy, uh, He's he's following the, the 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 KKK. I do too. Let's 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 get together. You know, you and don't want that. And that's where love began. Love began at racism. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were meant for each other. I, I guess so. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Are you in the market for a new car or SUV? You owe it to yourself and your paycheck to test drive a new Mitsubishi at the all-new Batera Mitsubishi on Riverdale Street in West Springfield, the exclusive Mitsubishi dealer in Western Mass. Mitsubishi is the best-kept secret for vehicles on the road today. And don't take our word for it. Kelly Blue Book rated Mitsubishi in the top three cars and SUVs on the road today. You can drive home a new 2024 Mitsubishi Mirage for under $18,000. Or you want to go electric? Test drive a new 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV 4x4 Hybrid. Hey, it's, it's electric. electric. Lease it today for only $285 a month. And for a limited time, get 0.99% financing on select new Mitsubishis. And every new Mitsubishi comes with America's best warranty, 10 years, 100,000 miles. Get out of the conventional and drive your ambition at Patera Mitsubishi or online at Patera Mitsubishi. 
Chicago.com. There's no place like home, but the 99 restaurant comes close with the return of our homestyle chicken pot pie. Tender, all-white meat chicken covered with that flaky, buttery crust. Made to order, served, piping hot. It's chicken pot pie time at the 99. You gotta love the nines. At Bob's Discount Furniture, when you find a complete dining set that seats six and comes with an extendable leaf, like my Blake set, for only $5.99. Oh, my Bob. And a sofa that doubles as a chaise and a bed and storage, like my Playscape, for only $9.99. Oh, my Bob. And a queen mattress with world-famous Bobapedic memory foam and an 18-year warranty, like my treasure, for only $7.99. Oh, my Bob. Well, there's only one thing to say. Oh, my Bob! Bob's Discount Furniture. I'm attorney John Haymond. Fall is here, and with the scenery changing around us, the number of distracted drivers increases on the road. If you go down, we'll pick you up. I'm John Haymond, and that's my promise. Bax and Nagel, where Western Mass gets its daily dose of dumb jokes and local news. Oh yeah! Weekday mornings on Rock 102. Mama, I'm sure all the hand and I just around. Mama, I'm sure all the hand and I just around. I'm, I'm sure all the hand and I just around Hard, hard the hand and I Oh yeah, 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 Mama, I'm sure all the hand and I just around.
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 847 and Black Crows with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Who? who? What would you say? I said Bax and Nagel. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, it's going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 64. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Last week we were talking about uh, there have been these new problems with like uh, Grubhub and DoorDash drivers. Yeah. You know, grabbing stuff and uh, eating like the food eating and the food. putting it back in the bag. The other day, it's it's funny that we had that conversation because the other day uh, I ordered some food from Bueno Isano. Had an itch for a big giant burrito, right? I like that place. I like that place too. Yeah. It's good in a pinch. Anyway, uh, normally I go to the one on Allen and Cooley. And what you do is you park your car, you go in, you do like the uh, the order ahead. They got like a like a, a table. The bag is ready. It's got your name on yep. it. You grab the bag and go. Simple. Easy, no problem at all. Yeah. The day we did that story about you know how like the the drivers uh, there's no vetting there's yeah. no uh, there's no accountability for these guys. I go in there and now they're asking for all delivery drivers of Grubhub and DoorDash to sign in to grab the food. They can't okay. just you know, they can't just grab it. So if you now you got your mobile your 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 mobile order. Now you have to tell them, hi, my name is uh, Steve Nagel. I would like my order. Yeah. It's like they changed the whole system to accommodate these problems they're having with the drivers. Why wouldn't you say your name was Mike Baxendale? Why are you telling me my name? Because I think your orders are a little bit better than mine. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate I'm saying walk. this. I, I'm giving I you an example. I, I get it. I get That's it. what I'm doing. I'm just trying Am I confusing to, you? I'm No, I'm just trying to mess with you. Well, I'm just saying, I, I, yeah. I, I think, you know, maybe it's about time that 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 happens because well, anybody could grab any order. Well, that was the. Uh, well, first of all, I don't even know. Like, you walk into a Starbucks or a Dunkin' or any of those places. How does anybody could just grab whatever they want there? Yeah, is that the cost of? Is that how they figure out? Well, it's just the cost of doing business. If somebody takes something, we just remake it for the person when they come in. I guess. I mean, I, mean, I would like to. Th- I would like to think that there was some sort of. Uh, you know, extra layer yeah. of security between you, the customer, and grabbing the proper order. Remember, I grabbed the wrong coffees one time from Starbucks for us, and you had Jason's. Uh, yeah, like, Jason, and it, it, like it, 10, ten pumps of vanilla syrup, and like it was, it was like a yeah, like, like quadruple sugars, like yeah. nine heavy creams, yeah. and yeah, a syrup. It was like it was like eating a, like a whole block of sugar, and then Splenda, so he would make it healthy. Yeah. <laughs> It's like ordering a salad after the you've most ordered a McDonald's meal. Yeah, it was the yeah. and asking for extra bacon bits. Yeah, well, because you know it makes it good. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. Well, either but, way, it's just like you know, you're absolutely right. Anybody could swipe your order. Like you oh, order yeah. something, and then you you go there and you see, oh, someone's got a drink that's probably more delicious than mine. I'll just grab that and go. Somebody grabbed my tandem bagel once. Son of a bitch. Because I ordered it, uh, I like, uh, once in a while I'll get a bagel with the locks on it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of expensive, but it's Still delicious, though. So I I ordered one on like a Sunday morning, and I went up to East Hampton, and and I went in there. Yeah. And I was like, I just, uh, I ordered this like 15 minutes ago. And she said, yeah. And she said, what was the order? And I said, it was uh, it was the bagel with the lot. And she goes, I just made, I know I just made that. Like, she she had just put the order up there, and she goes, mm-hmm. and, I, and it's gone. It's in the, it was in the cubby hole. It was gone in the yeah. cubby hole. So somebody took the order. How, like, how, 
I know you don't have enough employees to police that system, but I think you're right. I think this sign-in thing might be a better idea. It is because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people that could answer to order for Steve. Yeah. Lots of Steves out there. Well, I mean, if you're ordering on a mobile app, it says Steve, uh, you know, Steve N on it. Like yeah, but they, never, but they never check the mobile app. They never check the order. It's just a, yeah. it's usually just a name and you grab the bag and you head out. Well, you know what? Maybe I just like being somebody else every once in a while. I totally understand that. It's nice to kind of uh, you know pick another identity from time to time, especially when you're not satisfied with the one you were given. You know that. But nevertheless, you don't you don't purposely grab somebody else's order. It's usually it's just a mistake. But there needs to be some sort of buffer to make sure that doesn't happen. Listen, I I treat the mobile ordering section at any restaurant like a like an appetizer sampling platter. You know what? Like you go in there like. You know what? I was gonna have a uh, I was gonna have a hamburger here, but somebody else has got a chicken sandwich and that looks pretty good. I think I'll take that today. Yeah. How come this bag says Brenda on it? I don't know. I thought it said Baxendale. I just t- I just took it. Uh, who's Brenda? I don't know. Uh, some broad I met down at the parking lot to save a lot. I don't know, but she's got excellent tastes in burritos. She does have excellent taste in burritos, and I would wish I had designed mine yeah. that way when I ordered it. I just thought it was you know interesting that you know, we had this conversation. Yeah. The next time I go for a mobile order, you know they've already made the, uh, you know they've already made changes. I think that's I to be honest, I think that's probably for the best. I I I can't do the delivery thing, the DoorDash thing. No, I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I I've never done it, and I'm not really interested because if I want food. You usually don't want to wait an hour for well, it. Well, but the, the thing is, it's like, yeah, you can order from like, you know, maybe restaurants that you wouldn't typically uh, travel to. Uh, you're like, oh, I've always wanted to try that place, but it's always kind of out of the way. If I get a DoorDash, they can deliver it. You're waiting an hour for food, plus you're paying a premium price for it to be delivered yeah. to your house. I also don't know that driver's not going to put his mouth all over it. That's exactly what I'm getting. And with at. all these stories that that's, this kind of stuff is happening, I got to worry. I got to worry about that. Well, I mean, and then we, we also talked about the guy. Did we talk about the guy? The tipping, the you know, people, the drivers who see that nobody tipped yet. Yeah, I don't tip until after you've delivered the food. And then the guy, the one guy came to the guy's ring camera and goes, you didn't tip. You don't tip. You're not getting your food. And he took the food and he took off with it. Like that, that's the kind of crap yeah, you have to run into. Uh, that's not right. I, I don't trust people. Uh, I don't trust people who are not the actual restaurant delivering the food. I don't feel comfortable tipping before the service has been completed. Yeah. That's presumptuous. How do I know you deserve a 20% tip if you have not provided service? Well, uh, listen, 20% 20% is kind of like the standard. And you got to realize that these people aren't making enough money sure. in order to sustain themselves on just the hourly rate or the gas or whatever they whatever the, was going on with them. 20% should be standard, I think. Right. Regardless of the job that happened. But I also would not give you any more. I might give you more if I was, uh, you know, what if you, I open the door and the DoorDash guy is there and says, wow, that's a lovely moo gown you're wearing, Mr. Nagel. Oh, well, thank you. I, I got a compliment. Uh, here's an extra $5 on top of the 20% I already gave you. What are you doing wearing a moo gown? That's my business. I'm a very heavy tipper. I won't. Yeah. Uh, I won't lie to you. And uh, if I'm at a restaurant, I'm a heavy tipper too. That's why I wear a muumu. Right. I. Uh, I don't. I don't mind giving more than twenty percent, and that's mostly because I'm too lazy to do the actual math. 
But you can guarantee that if I'm uh, at, at your restaurant yeah. and you're serving me uh, properly, you are going to get a big fat tip from Mr. Baxi. But I'm not taking the risk of ordering something from a third party. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of see your point. If it's a pizza place and they deliver, okay, I'm using them. But if it's uh, the third party where you don't know where they're coming from. I well, a lot of pizza places are, are you know, canceling delivery service because they've already got the DoorDash and the, and the, uh, and the Grubhubs. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, There's something I, about I, delivery that I'm not really, uh, I'm not do, really up and up on. How do I know that the driver's not breathing all over my pie? Like if I got groceries delivered, which nobody's ever going to deliver groceries to Huntington. That's just a, that's just a, that's a pipe dream. Right. We all wished would happen, but it's not going to happen. Uh, if I had groceries delivered, that's different because that's stuff that's packaged, and I know that if I can see if a box is tampered with. I don't know if my food's going to be tampered with. I don't want to know. Yeah, you're better off not knowing. Are those? That's the other thing. It's not like these DoorDash drivers are just drivers, couriers. They're not food safe handlers. It's not like they have to get like the food safe safety course like no. like all the other people in the restaurant do before they put it in the bag. It's just a dude trying to make a few extra bucks. Yeah, but he's picking his nose and then he's sticking it in the guacamole, and then all of a sudden you don't know. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I get like a, a booger in my in my guac. Yeah. I don't want that. Enjoy your chichis, my friend. Please, chichis. Is that she, even no, it's not even a thing anymore. Well, all they're, they're all closed. Yeah, it's uh, eight fifty seven with Bax and Nangle on Rock one hundred two. Tell me something good. Listening to Rock 102 could help you win $1,000. It's the keyword.